Blog Talk Radio. Hello world, this is Billy B.J. Jones, and you are listening live to B.J. Speaks, a conversation with, right here on Everyday Folks Radio. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or my esteemed guest, you may speak to us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and prefer to inbox us with your questions, Comments and requests. You may send those at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Everyday Folks Radio is very happy to announce that this is our sixth year in syndication with over 12,000 listens and downloads per show. We are grateful and privileged to do what we do. And on, and this, on show, this show, we are even, we are even more, more excited, excited to have something very special with us today. But before, but before I introduce I, her, sir, I'd like to I'd read like her bio. bio. Susan Summons is the CEO and founder of SpeaksfulSusanSummonsSpeaks.com and Susan Summons, your success radio show. She is also a six-time Hall of Fame recipient. Two-time NBC Endowed Endowed Teaching Chair Chair Award recipient, retired professor, world-renowned, famed, well-respected, and nationally acclaimed motivational speaker. Radio Radio personnel, and we're not done yet, yet. educator, both online and in person, WBO Women Pro Basketball Legend, Top 100 Most Influential Sports Educator in America. Top 50 South Florida Legacy Magazine, magazine and Miami, Miami Herald Professional, National Coach of the Year, three-time USA Olympic basketball assistant coach, a woman of many cross-career expertise in areas like wellness, health, culture, sports education, self-improvement, motivation, leadership, team and staff performance. And, and if you've ever had the privilege as I have to hear any of her speeches, you will know that through her words, she is motivating. She has the power to change lives and to empower you to reach your best. It is with great pleasure that I introduce my dear colleague and friend, Susan Summers. How are you today, Susan? I'm doing amazing, Billy. It is an honor to be a part of your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a huge fan of Everyday folks. Thank BJ you so much speaks. for being Thank you so much. And kudos to you for everything you've accomplished in all these years. You know I've been a fan. An incredible fan of everything you do. From the classroom to the impact you make on students, all the way to impact that you have on every stage and platform that you're on, whether physical or digital. That's a, that's a, you are suited for your work. But I do want to know what you think. This is the this first is the time first I've had a conversation with you one-on-one without a crowd around us, okay? okay. For once, we get that get opportunity. That opportunity. <laughs> so, so, of all, of all the things, things that you have, you have accomplished, accomplished in your in life, your life. And, when you and when you look, look back, back Susan, 
it's an incredible, incredible story. story. What is what some is of your prize moments? This is a really special time, and it's when I say it's really an honor, I'm actually very blessed and grateful, filled with gratitude to have an opportunity to be on your show and marvel in your victories and journey as a professor, well-respected professor, doctor, PhD, own radio show, author, all of those components that make for those special times and those prized possessions and those prized moments that we get to live and, and marvel in. Um, there are multiple, you know, when, when I'm asked that question, there are multiple moments that I think are very, that, that provide me the inspiration or that has provided me the information to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. Incredible things that has motivated me to do incredible things. I really don't look at them as incredible things. I just simply am a lady that keeps my sleeves rolled up for the everyday people to let them know that it doesn't matter who you are. If you set your goals high and you set the standards and bar high and you see it and you believe it, you can achieve it. And you have to keep working. So one of the, and I shared this the other day, and this was a great question, and I'm sure all of us can recall just a life-changing moment that really inspired us to focus on succeeding or wanting to exceed or wanting to do something incredible in our life. And, and you know, that's increased our desire. And there are two events. There's multiple, but I'm going to just mention two. Okay. For the listeners that are listening and hear this. The first that's really helped to fuel my passion to help me to do those incredible things you talk about every day, every week. I get that question often. How do you do it? What do you do? Where do you get mm-hmm. your energy from? You do, oh, my goodness, the students, we can't believe you're this age. You don't look this age. How are you doing this? Where is it coming from? Well, God has blessed me with this gift, and whenever I have a moment to just say thank you, Mm. I have to make sure I do that. But he has given me this gift from these moments, from these events that's fueled my passion, purpose, perseverance, to be successful. The first was when I was a child. Okay. As a little girl riding on the train and bus with my mother while she was going to work as a maid to clean and scrub people's homes in the suburbs of Boston as a little girl. I would watch that. I would watch my mother grab a pail, fill it up with water and get these, these sponges and water and bleach. And she would get down on her knees and she would be scrubbing the floor. Now, as a little girl, I watched that. What I saw was my mother working hard. Mm-hmm. But what, I, what happened to me was, you know, we were in the suburbs outside of Boston and it lit a fire in my soul. It lit a fire right in the middle of my belly. I could feel it like a pain. And, and I thought it was maybe at that point a stomachache as, mm. as, as a child. And, and so the second moment came later in life when my mother, brother, and father were all diagnosed with three different types of cancer. Wow. Wow. In, three different in, types of cancer, three different types of form, and they all passed away within eight months of each other. Wow. 
Wow. So there was no time for me to really grieve and go through the grieving process. But in that window, I remember seeing my mother fight mm-hmm. to make a life for me as a kid, to put food on the table, to scrub floors. But seeing her fight, even more when she was fighting the cancer, reinforced my inner resilience, resilience. Right. And focus to achieve success. But watching my brother, my brother, who mm. I miss dearly, mm. he used to come down to Florida and I would take him fishing. Mm-hmm. Or he would sit in the gym and watch me coach basketball from the stands. My brother, when I watch my brother endure the gamma knife treatment, radiation treatment, and multiple brain surgeries, multiple. Mm-hmm. That became the fire I felt in my belly. <laughs> As a child with ambition, gratitude, faith, focus, passion, strength, resiliency, purpose, and the motivation became my armor. Mm. We wear armor. Right. Everyone right. has armor. We don't know what everyone's armor is made out of, but I'm sharing with you today what my armor has been made out of, because people ask this question, today they're learning. So I always say, don't let anyone ever tell you you're, you can't achieve your dreams. Though I didn't have a fem- female role model, Billy, when mm. I was growing up, to encourage me. I didn't have that. I grew up in a time when there was no opportunity for women. There was no opportunity for women to play mm-hmm. sports. There was no mm-hmm. opportunity or women around that were leaders that, that you could really model in. And I didn't grow up during that time. I grew up with male counterparts as my leaders in mm-hmm. leadership roles as athletic directors and administrators and, and professors and even on the basketball playing field with the NBA Boston Celtics. And mm-hmm. I grew up around that. So I developed very early the ability to network and, and understand what forming alliances and being a competitor. And historically, right. we know women have not had that luxury as we're doing now globally. But I always say I, I became motivated, though I didn't have female role, role models, mm-hmm. I became motivated to be one that would inspire women and people across the world to succeed. I love reading poetry. One of my favorite poet laureates, the late Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. says, still I rise. So every day I try to rise with faith, God's grace, the vision to deliver a message of hope, peace, and love to the world in this humanity. Whoever you meet, whoever you run into, these are some of the pivotal points in my life that have encouraged me throughout my career to do incredible things. And Robin Williams, we all know who Robin Williams is, the late Robin Williams. And one of the things Robin Williams said was, when you meet someone, Mm -hmm. be kind because something is, someone is always going through something. Right. You don't know what they're going through. So when you meet them, be kind. Because you don't know that, that message you gave them or what you just said may have helped to change their life. Or it may have, help, it may have helped them that day mm-hmm. to not even take their life. And 
what you just offered are just some of my personal mantras that I have. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Some of the some of my some of the things you just mentioned are my personal mantras in terms of everyday life. Yes. And some would say it's common sense, but it's really not that common. You agree? Absolutely. It's it's not at all common. We, you know, we can we could read about it, we can research it, we could pick up books. There's nothing that replaces the art and science of personal or personable spiritual experience when you embrace those words. That's right. The connotation and definition of those words and the meaning of those words. And, of course, certainly no one can walk in your shoes, just like no one can walk in my shoes. That's right. And everyone's experiences may be different, but the principle and concepts sometimes of of the journey Mm-hmm. On, on how you arrive there can sometimes be similar. But yes, I certainly would agree that it's not always easy to embrace it and hug it like you hug your pillow. Mm-hmm. And we all like hug that. our pillow at night comfortably. <laughs> how has your teaching career influenced your, your athletic career, excuse me, influenced your teaching career? Because you've had an impressive life story in each of those journeys, but there's a point where they meet, right? So how has your athletic career influenced your teaching or educational career? That, that's a great question, Billy. Um, you know, my, my career really has always been empowered by and included both educational paradigms. And when I first started this journey, I started a fitness and wellness program mm-hmm. at Roxbury Community College in Boston as Ooh. one of the first founders. Mm-hmm. I was one of the youngest faculty members hired. They didn't have a fitness and wellness program, and they also wanted me to be the women's basketball coach. Mm. So I saw an opportunity mm-hmm. to go in and create and massage both. Um, so I've always ever since I can remember even getting into this profession, mm-hmm. I've always had the influence and empowerment of both educational leadership paradigms of teaching and coaching. Teaching is coaching. Right. Coaching is teaching. They're almost inseparable. Both areas require you to be the best self as a servant. We're teachers. We're coaches. We're serving students. We're motivating them. We're mentoring them. We're training them. We're helping them to see their potential. We're motivating them to see their potential. Right. We're helping them realize that they can achieve success, and this is the work they have to do. To do. Right. Right. You know, the, the professions are so similar, similar leadership mm-hmm. traits, similar characteristics that are a must to be successful. The success strategies, learning, teaching theories, I've cultivated in the classroom as a professor. Mm-hmm. I've also transcended those to the sports arena mm-hmm. to help my student athletes be just as successful as my students are in the classroom because of the similar traits and learning paradigms 
and they have been successful. The strategies and theories obviously have helped a great level of success because of the retention rate, a 93% graduation and placement rate of student athletes moving on and transferring to top universities across mm-hmm. the country every year, not just one year, but every year after year, consistency in success. As a professor, though, I've been fortunate, Billy, to serve some of the best students in the world. And I've been fortunate to work at one of the best institutions of higher education in this nation. I've been very fortunate to to serve alongside of professors like yourself and, and colleagues that have inspired and motivated me that I've learned from. And I've encouraged and embraced learning and teaching theories that to, to help be a better teacher, a better coach, ultimately to help that student be them better selves mm. and create champions for life. In, in many ways, I've recognized many ways students have different ways of learning. We have to embrace the different met- methodologies that are used mm-hmm. to, to pull out of students their success, their fire to achieve. And, and I've been fortunate and blessed to use motivation, the science and art of motivation, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And so both of my careers have influenced each other. They've kept me accountable. There's two books that, I've, that I use periodically that okay. I think are very uh, profound and, and very a must uh, they've helped me to just make notes of transformational strategies, and okay. I apply them in different cases. One is called The One-Minute Manager, hmm. and it's by Kenneth Blanchett. The One-Minute Manager by Kenneth Blanchett. I have used that for many, many years in many different scenarios, and I love it because if you're I'm short on time, mm-hmm. excuse me? Yeah. If you're I'm short very on familiar time, with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're short on time, and all you have is a minute. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like my that, life. <laughs> yeah, to get that student's attention, to get that person's attention in a job interview, to talk to your manager at work, to talk to your coworker, and you only mm-hmm. have a minute in that time, the one-minute manager by Kenneth Blanchard is amazing. And I've used that for many, many years in mm-hmm. many, many situations that have been effective to help people and students, even colleagues I'm talking to. Another book that I read often or I reference, I actually use this in a workshop, um, is called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work Mm -hmm. by John Maxwell. Teamwork Mm -hmm. Makes the Dream Work. And you can apply that in business, in sales, entrepreneurship, teamwork, staff performance, getting your staff to perform. We both know a happy student is a productive student. Right. We both know a happy employee is a productive employee. We know a happy coworker (laughs) is a productive coworker. So as a leader, we have to recognize those components and look at that. So those are two books. There's many books that I reference, but those are two that I apply. I can apply across the transformational base of just about everything that I do. 
Thank you. And I'm getting a number of questions are coming in for you in our live line. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for all your love. We're going to do our best to try to get through some of these questions. But if you're tuning in for the very first time, you're listening live to me, Billy B.J. Jones, right here at Everyday Folks Radio for B.J. Speaks with the one and only amazing Susan Summit. If you'd like to speak with us during this live podcast, you can call us at 347 539 And if you'd like to inbox me as you have already been doing so, your options are everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And I also have my inbox open, my direct message open on Instagram on drbillyjones as well. Some of you are sending me some things there too. Thank you much. So let's take some of these questions for the time being. Okay, yes, absolutely. So Natalie asks, and now you must know, you know, must know Susan, but what is what life, life like, like for, you for you in retirement? <laughs> and this is Natalie. 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 Hello, Natalie. Life for me in retirement, really, the word retirement for me just simply suggests moving in a different lane. And, and I just don't think in this global economy that we are living in, this new society, this new world, uh, with everything happening, with everything we've gone through, the word and the definitive definition of retirement is not your traditional. Sure. But, but for me, Natalie, it's never been, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to go find a rocking chair. I'm going to stop moving. No, no. I'm living. I was living before retirement. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed uh, you know, my calling and purpose has always been to motivate and imp- empower and change people's lives. And that's what I'm continuing to do. I'm just doing it on a much national and global and international level. And it's okay because it's what I've been preparing for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the foundation of what I'm doing. So, uh, you know, I'm very blessed. But I'm enjoying myself, Natalie. I am traveling. I have done a little bit of traveling. I'm working on a number of projects. But no, Susan Summons will not be sitting down in a rocking chair or slowing down. Um, Life, you know, live life. Don't let life live you. Enjoy life. And because sometimes when you stop, when you stop living, Life catches up to you. It does. Life catches up to you and slows you down. So live life. Don't let life live you and enjoy the best of it. Be in the moment. And right now, I'm in the moment with BJ Speaks, everyday people, everyday folks that are listening on this show. Um, and, And I'm honored and I'm blessed. So I'm in the moment with my dear friend and colleague who I cherish. And uh, I appreciate you calling in Natalie and all of the listeners on today's show and hope that everyone at least gets one takeaway from this show that changes your life, that allows you to go out and be that someone, that be that success. And you're minutes away from success. You're a phone call away from success. Mm. You're a writing pen away from success. Mm. You're an email away from success. Mm. We're in the technology era. Guess what? You're a text message away from success. You're even a DM 
away from success. So there are no excuses. That's right. Go get it. Or let me paraphrase Nike, the old <laughs> Nike marketing slogan. Just do Just it. Do it. <laughs> I love it. Natalie, Natalie, and what you're getting is this is Susan every day, okay? I appreciate your question. And Susan, I have a question for you regarding boundaries. Because all of those things like you just said about success being just any option away, but sometimes setting boundaries is so important. Right before the show, you and I were chatting about boundaries and trying to find the time to get things done. So how do you work with that in your own life and time? How do you set those boundaries so that you can get the incredible work you do done? We was, BJ. Um, we, before the show, it, it just naturally came up mm-hmm. because we were sharing and exchanging and empowering each other on what we were going through and the projects we have coming up and, and how, why it's important to be focused. And in order to be focused on those projects that are a priority, you have to have the ability to set boundaries. It's not easy to set boundaries when right. you have a giving heart. That's right. Right? And anyone listening to this, I think they can identify and understand. It's not an easy thing to set boundaries when you have a kind heart, when you have a giving heart, and you want to help people. So Mm -hmm. in a book called Boundaries, in a book entitled Boundaries by Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, Boundaries, one of the things they talk about in that book is they give you a good perspective on what one should do or how you should ask or the importance of being in control of your life and how important that is in helping you to set boundaries. For example, do you allow people to take advantage of you? Mm-hmm. Do you have trouble saying no? Mm-hmm. And some, I know some people who have trouble saying no. I had a conversation with them and I was giving them some advice. Do you have control of your life or is, is your life out of control because you're working on so many things, you are what I call fragmented. Mm, I like that. Yes. You are experiencing a fragmentation. This is a component that will probably go in one of my other books. Mm-hmm. But you become and you experience the fragmentation theory where you are all over the place and you're everywhere, so it's hard to cultivate and bring in and zoom in mm-hmm. back to that one main point and focus. Do you procrastinate? Do you say you're going to do something and you just don't get it done? Mm. Are you a doer? Are you a talker? Or are you a listener? Or maybe you're just a watcher. You watch everybody mm. else do it. You watch everybody write it down and you listen to them get it done? Or are you, no, I'm just a doer. I want to get it done. Or are you the person in the room thinking about doing that? Mm -hmm. Or are you the individual that's saying, well, let's do it this way? Or are Mm -hmm. you the person saying, we can't do it. It can't be done. No. Be the person in the room that's going to say, let's get this done. Let's be optimistic. Boundaries. I think it's important to recognize that we're all human, Billy. That's right. Right. We're human. We make mistakes. 
you know, we have fears. We have failures. We all can probably sit down and write how many times we may have failed Mm. at, at something and how it makes you feel. We all can, I'm sure, if if we're human and human, I always like to talk about realistic things that are not only relevant to me, but if they're relevant to me, they've got to be relevant to everyone who's listening across the globe and the world. That's right. That's right. And we want them to feel good. We want them to be better. And so, and so the ability and the human element of kindness, being a loving person, can prevent you from having the ability to set emotional and spiritual boundaries. Right. Emotional and spiritual boundaries. It's easy to set physical boundaries because we all have this personal in, invisible space. Right. Personable, invisible space, a circumference, if you will, mm-hmm. circumference that surrounds us. And when someone steps within that circumference, they have impeded your physical space. So it's mm. easy. To, but when it comes to emotional and spiritual boundaries, Dr. Townsend and Claus says it's not mm-hmm. an easy perspective to be invaded. So can I set limits? Can I set limits as a loving and kind person and still feel good and not guilty about setting those boundaries? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a coworker, whether it's with my coworker or friend, a spouse, a significant other, yourself. Give yourself permission. That's right. I like that. I like that. Give yourself permission, folks. Give yourself the approval because it's okay. And that's the only way you can do it. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a hug. And give yourself permission and approval to say without feeling guilty, no limits, feeling any less of a person or any less kind Mm-hmm. to set the boundaries. It's a matter of your wellness. Setting boundaries, it's also a matter of your wellness. I talk about this in my wellness lecture mm-hmm. often. You know, the wellness is not just physical. We're talking about the emotional, right. spiritual, and mental wellness. So it, it, setting boundaries and being able to do that also helps the impact of your wellness. Mm. Know when to shut it off and shut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say that again, because I'm going to be bold. Know when to shut it off and when to shut it out. And it's Mm. okay, because you have to be able to resurge, regenerate. That's right. You have to be, if you're going to continue to help people share the love and kindness, you have to be able to regenerate. The only way to do that is to accept and give yourself permission of approval to set the boundaries, and it's that, it, that, it, that it's okay. Find your spiritual happy place. Find your spiritual happy place. Establish, I'm, I'm giving people strategies on. Yes, you are. On, yeah, on setting these boundaries. You know, find a happy spiritual place and find a group, a cohort, a group that you have conversation with, positive conversation that you could bounce strategies off of and bounce 
antidotes off of and notes about success and failures. Have that conversation. We did a little bit of that before the show. Yes, we did. It was very natural for us. There, it, there was no limits. We weren't inhibited. We felt very good. And in that process, we were encouraging and empowering each other. That's right. And, and raising what I call the fire that we have in all of us. The fire. Mm. So established groups, conversation about success, according to Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, it will help you set boundaries. But at the same time, it also helps you to gain confidence in the process. Yeah. How about yeah. this one? Self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about this one? Big. PJ. Very important. Self-care at this particular time in the globe, in the world, is so significant and profound. Self-care. Owning your own control and not giving someone else the control. Mm. Owning your control. Owning your fire. I'll use the word fire as a metaphor. I have a lot Mm -hmm. of fire. (laughs) And, you know, there's a segment in one of my other books. I'm doing notes. It's called The Inner Fire. And I talk about the pilot. That we all have a pilot Mm -hmm. that we have to keep lit. Right. And sometimes that pilot goes out. It does. (laughs) As you speak, I'm I'm so just enthralled by your words, and I'm here, I'm sitting here reflecting on everything. You have a way of touching us, and I know listeners, I know you're getting that too because your questions are coming in. But you just have this way of naturally and organically impacting people in their core, and I feel like I just had a good meal, <laughs> a good meal, <laughs> a spiritual meal. <laughs> I'm almost at a loss of words on how to say this because I'm just as mesmerized as many of you are with Susan's words. But Susan, there's a question coming in that I want to throw at you here. And it is, I'm sure you hear this question a lot. Brad would like to know, what is your definition of success? I do get that question often, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for joining BJ on Everyday Folks and being a part of this amazing show. It's an amazing show. Uh, it's a feel-good show. And, um, but my definition of success is, success is, is how good you feel. Hmm. It's not about what you've accomplished. When someone's reading my bio, they're reading the bio and they're looking at me like, and they're, and they're reading this and they're reading all of these credentials and awards and they're looking at me like did you really do all of that (laughs) and and I simply remain humble and the reason I remain humble Brad BJ and everyone that's listening is because success is not measured by what you've accomplished it's measured by the number of people's lives that you've changed Mm. it's measured by how you made them feel and do they feel like champions? Can you help them be champions? Success is measured by your legacy that you cultivate and what you do to raise the bar for people in serving them and giving back 
to people. And so, you know, that's my definition uniquely on how I describe success. I don't look at the trophy or the award or the six Hall of Fames and the National Coach of the Year. I don't look at those kind of things. Or the two-time Miami-Dade endowed faculty teaching chair. I I don't look at that. I, I simply look at that going through that journey just helps me mm-hmm. to be a better self to help someone else achieve success in life. Mm-hmm. And if they can, if I could do that and I could help one person or 10, then that's a success. That is success. If I can help one person who today didn't think they were going to make it. And they heard BJ's show today. And they got up right now. And they picked up the phone and called and and said, you know, I was thinking about calling that company for a job interview, but I just didn't believe in myself enough. I didn't think I had it in me. And after listening to BJ's show and listening to his guest, Susan Summons, I know I have it in me. I'm going to make that call. And guess what? They make the call. They get the job interview and they get the job. That is success. Yep. And that's how I measure it, Brad. And Thank you, Susan. We have a few calls coming in online. Let's see if we can get a couple of them in. Caller, you're live on the air. Oh, hello, hello. I am enjoying this conversation. Hello, Susan. Hello, Billy. It is just inspiring to, to listen to this show. And, and I was listening when you were talking about the fire in your belly and mm-hmm. being so young and having that fire um, and knowing that you, you, you it was going to lead to such greatness. I just, I absolutely love that. And I just thank you for this inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for listening. And it sounds like this is the DK Madison. (laughs) Thank you for listening and thank you for your kind words. In fact, Susan, what I'd like to share with you is that Nike was just on air yesterday here on the show. And she has a similar conversation about finding one's passion in life. And that's and that part of that part of aspect, aspect or dimension that you were just mentioning there. there. So thank so you, Andy, for, for that comment. comment. And there's and another, another question, question coming, coming in, in that I think you'll like. Patrick, Patrick wants to know, share something about yourself that no one knows about you or that you're not shared on here before. Hello, Patrick. And I think one thing that I would share that probably no one knows or realizes, I was in the military. Oh. And I, I was in the military, and I'm actually a United States military honorable discharge as a PFC, private first class. And I was stationed in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. I did my basic training there in advanced AIT. And then I would ship back to Boston as a reserve unit in the United States Army for three years. And uh, that's one thing that I would share with the public that probably a lot of people don't recognize or realize. Here's another interesting point. 
my students sometimes get this with classrooms. When they see me walk into the classroom, I often get this. They may say, they may say, Professor, can we ask you a question? I'll say, sure. Were you ever a cop? Hmm. And I say, well, why would you say that? And they would say, because you have a particular leadership stance about you. Mm-hmm. And I say, as a matter of fact, not only was I in the military, but I also am a former police officer. Wow. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm a former police officer, law enforcement with the Boston Housing Authority Projects. And I was a sergeant in the projects. That was my beat Mm. for two and a half years. And I actually would have on my bulletproof vest and my gear, holster my weapon. I would leave that job and I would go to my part-time job at that time Mm -hmm. as a head women's basketball coach in Boston. Mm. And before I would enter the facility, I would run into the restroom, change my gear, Take mm-hmm. everything off, remove it, put everything in a lockdown box, take the bulletproof vest off, put my sweatsuit on, Nike at that time, <laughs> pull my whistle out, drape that around my neck, and I'd walk in the gym with the basketball in my hand, and no one would even realize that I had just switched roles. Wow. Switched identities and characters to go into my coaching character because I didn't want the students to be distracted or disrupted by that demeanor. They knew I was working full time, but that was it. Right. So I've played and I've been fortunate to play a lot of different roles and characters in my life that all have helped me in my career working with people, communicating with people, motivating people. And I can touch on a lot of different subjects because of that. So mm-hmm. those are two things that, that I think a lot of people don't know about Susan Summons. And when they hear it, they go, oh, my gosh, you was a cop? Or they'll say, you were in the military? Right. You were in the military? You was a soldier? Yes, I served my country, the United States Army. And I I'm, re- I'm just I'm floored by that question. Patrick, thank you for that because before the show, Susan shared something else. <laughs> I love this. She shared Patrick that she also is an avid lover of horror, like a thriller. And so and then I'm thinking in my mind, Patrick, that she's probably going to touch on that. And then she brings this amazing contribution. <laughs> this is fun. You know you have to come back from a union show. I'm saying that right now. <laughs> this has been amazing. And I hope, uh, Patrick, um, that I was able to give you some great feedback. Um, you know, BJ and I were talking before the show, and what he didn't also realize was that I was a huge horror and thriller movie fan and uh you know anaconda mm. and uh, yeah anaconda and um another one which is an old horror movie the bird with the crystal plumage yes 
that's an old, historical, authentic yes, it is. horror flick. Here's another one. How about looking for Mr. Goodbar? <laughs> They're not ready for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, again, this has really just been um, a special moment and a special time. I, I can't thank you enough for giving me an opportunity and to, to talk with you, to be a part of your show and what you're doing and talk to your audience and motivate your audience, inspire them and inspire generations of people across the globe and, and encouraging everyone to call in and subscribe to Everyday Folks and listen to BJ because he has some great guests. His topics hit home and uh, they certainly target information that is needed. Thank you for that so much. And Tori would like to know. You're, Tori. you're triggering some. You're getting some really good questions here. Some Tori. of the most original. So Tori, you're helping me, helping the world peel back these these layers. This is really exciting. But if you know, if anyone knows Susan, what you see is what you get, folks. She is the same consistent soul in every space she's in in our society. So I'm loving this. But Tori has a question for you that I think you'll like this. What's your everyday life like? Describe a day in the life of Susan Summers. Tori, a day in the life of Susan Summons, you heard BJ say, what you get, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. What you hear is what you get in person. If you hear it on the phone and you hear it on the virtual and you hear it on the radio, this is what you're going to get in person. If you see me at a show, I'm going to sign an autograph. I'll take a photo with you. I, what you see is what you get. And it's important that it's important to be able to embrace that. So, Tori, a typical day in the life of Susan Summons could start off with me uh, early in the morning just meditating and taking that personal space. You heard me mention and reference in the concepts of Mm self-care, self-development, recognizing giving yourself permission to evaluate those boundaries that you may have to set that day so that you can regenerate and recharge. That's right. Too much is required, too much is given. Too much is required, too much is given. I was called to do this. This is my gift. So I have to set boundaries and limits, and I have to protect that gift. I have to nurture that gift. I have to massage it and make sure it's healthy and continue to give it away to everyone else who listens and hears me. So meditate. I put on music. I Mm -hmm. love music. Love it. All kinds. Jazz, opera, uh, R&B, slow jams, uh, reggae, blues, Caribbean, salsa, merengue. I love music. Music is a form of therapy. It is a form of therapy, absolutely. And I use it and integrate it as Mm -hmm. a part of what I'm doing for healing and spiritual healing and helping and motivating and helping to regenerate and resurge that pilot, that fire that needs to stay lit. Music therapy. I learned about that in a number of workshops 
and research, I love music. I also grew up in a very musical family. Really? As a kid, oh. yes. I, 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 you know, without moving away from answering his question, just trying to answer it first and then getting back to that. Sure, so meditating, listening to music that helps to relax me. Deep breathing, inhale, exhale. Deep, subliminal breathing. I also enjoy walking on the water. If I'm able to do that, I love walking on the water, listening to music, maybe researching and looking at books, motivational books, notes, um, preparing for my speech, mm-hmm. preparing for the show, or maybe just going to the restaurant. Or how about this? Going out to South Beach, renting a jet ski, and just going out on the water. Or getting on a yacht. Self-care, it's important. Yes, it is. It's very important, BJ, for you to be able to step back and enjoy the moment. Tomorrow is not promised. So I want to enjoy the moment today. I'm enjoying the moment today with BJ. I'm not interested in what's going to happen tomorrow Mm. because today is amazing. And Mm. it's a moment that will stand the test of time. And it's a memory, not just a moment, memory that lasts a lifetime. So that in itself helps my day and sets the tone of my day. Um, and sometimes if I'm able, I'll go dancing. I love dancing. Uh, I love salsa. I love swinging. Um, and really now I can come back to the music. I actually was never going to be a professional basketball player. I wanted to be an entertainer. I grew up in a household with seven Siblings. I was the youngest. I had six sisters and one brother in a small room. We were very poor. But my father and mother would always play Mahalia Jackson, Oscar Peterson, the jazz record, Buddy uh, uh, Desi Galipsy, uh, and all of these great music they would play, gospel music. And I grew up sitting there watching them sing or watching them swing, swing before swinging was popular as it is now, I was swinging as a kid. And we all would get in the room and just swing. And then I grew up uh, going to what they call the BBAC in the community. They had this beat up, broken down lot. And they built a stage. And they would have this company come in for the kids. And they'd say, oh, who feels like getting on the stage to sing? And I would sing. And I would say, I do. And I would run up on the stage and get a mic and, and try to sing a song. And <laughs> People had to judge your talent. Or my sisters and I, we would get a group like the, like Diana Ross and the Supremes. And we'd create this choreography and we'd sing in a group. And, and then I would meet Maurice Starr, mm-hmm. who was the initial producer of New Editions. Because as wow. a kid, I would be in Dudley Street Station. Us from anyone who's from Boston who's listening to this would know the area and know Spinelli's and Yuji's. Yuji's has great Philly cheesesteaks. Spinelli's has great subs. And that was the spot, Delhi Station, New Edition, on the corner, harmonizing, and me getting off the bus standing there listening to that harmonizing. And then I would have a moment to talk with Maurice Starr. So singing and talking and communication and entertaining 
and touching people's lives has always been in me. Um, you know, as a kid growing up, though I listened to music a lot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I spent time as a kid being bullied. Oh, wow. And I would mm. never talk in school. And that's in one of my chapters in the book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that will launch in November. Mm-hmm. So to have an opportunity to marvel in some of the life-changing experiences that we all can identify with that mm-hmm. help to shape our journey and our purpose. There is nothing that I'm not proud of. And I said this on a platform. I said, I thank God for the bad stuff because it made me better. Mm. And that's mm. a pretty powerful statement. And that I is, was doing a keynote. Is. I was doing a keynote. And I said that on stage because that's a part of understanding who you are, embracing who you are, feeling good about who you are, not worrying about standards, and being true to your self-care and all of the components that help you to be and do the incredible things that you do. So if I can't say that and feel good about it, that I don't think I'm being my true self in my true spirit because it takes a village and there's a team around me. And although my mom and my dad and brother have passed, Mm -hmm. they are with me every day in every moment of every second, even when I'm speaking to motivate and change lives across the world and the globe. And there's something for everyone. Mm. Thank you so much, Susan. And listeners, thank you so much for your comments, your encouragement, and and just giving us your thoughts. I have to share, Susan. I have a number of questions that I hear. And here's what we'll do. And you tell me if you're open to this idea. Would you be interested in a follow-up show? But in the next month. We have a follow-up conversation that furthers this conversation because there's been so much depth and layers to what you were offering. I think we need to go further with that. So if you're interested in doing so, we'll actually bring you back. I am here to support you in what you're doing. I believe in Everyday Folks radio show. I believe in BJ Speaks. I believe in your message. And most important, I believe in the people. that are listening to this show today whose lives are being changed or whose spirit is being motivated. So absolutely, I'd be honored to be a part of a follow-up show. Um, Let me share with you, and I don't know if we have time. You do. You you know, let me share with you, you know, just some key points about how to overcome some life challenges. And I'll try to go through it quickly. But, you know, I've always looked at challenges in my life, Billy, as opportunities to be a better self. Mm -hmm. 
to be stronger mentally, spiritually, and physically. There's much to learn in challenges, though, that helps you with self-care, self-development, and birthing the inner coach of resiliency. The inner coach of resiliency. Challenges and adversity lets you see yourself (laughs) through a mirror of self-awareness. We all look in mirrors every day. But here are seven undeniable tips on how to overcome life challenges that I've identified through research and through my years of experience as an educator, coach, teacher. And just three minutes, just so you know, okay? Okay. So I'm going to give you just a few. The first is be grateful and thankful in gratitude. Because when you're, when you're thankful and you're, you're, you have gratitude, it promotes a healthy attitude. Attitude is 100% of everything you do in life. It's a mind shift and you feel good. A second tip, undeniable, is love yourself. Love yourself. Be kind to you, the inner child. Mm-hmm. Self-care is the essence of self-success. Loving yourself allows you to love someone else allows you to give love, and allows you to show love and kindness. Anger hurts your health, and it hurts humanity. Another undeniable tip, I'm only going to give you three. There are seven. (laughs) You'll have to follow up and see me in the follow-up show. Faith and resiliency. You have to have faith and resiliency. Having the ability to, to believe you can bounce back Turn those challenges into opportunity. Turn adversity into strength. And still you rise with the sunlight of ugly and beautiful in the same glare. (laughs) And, folks, thank you for listening. I have to tell you, Susan, you're coming back. And I want to say thank you for being here today and all that you do. Folks, go ahead and... Follow Susan now on SusanSummonSpeaks.com. You can check her out there. You can also click on the description inside of the show, and it leads directly to her Facebook. It leads directly to her Instagram account. And you can also subscribe at EverydayFolksRadio.com for more information. Until our next episode, we promise we'll bring her back. Thank you, Susan, for all that you do and your inspiring words. And take care of everyone. Take care of each other. Thank you, BJ. Thank you, everyday folks. Thank you, listeners. And uh, Dalai Lama says, don't let anyone's negative behavior destroy your inner peace.